The DI Guys Podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdell. This is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this edition of the DI Guys Podcast. I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Mike Coggle. Mike, how are we doing today? Chris, I'm fantastic. How are you? Another um, wonderful day here in Colorado. We could use a little bit of snow, a little bit of moisture, but other than that, it's uh, been a pretty mild winter and pretty light, so things are looking up. Mike, in our previous episodes, you know, we've talked a lot about individual disability insurance. I'd like to kind of pivot, and let's talk a little bit about the solutions in the business market, if we can. Chris, I think that's an awesome idea. As a matter of fact, I was just kind of thinking about that myself as we talk about um, everything that's gone on in 2020, which we know we're, we're, we're truly, if you think back, Chris, we're coming up on a year of this thing, right? One year. Hard to believe. Remember about the third episode, I made a joke about Corona? <laughs> I think you told me you didn't know you could get or get a virus from drinking beer. Yeah, well, you know what? It, it It's truly not funny one year later. <laughs> it's not even remotely funny. But it got me to thinking about business and the intestinal fortitude, for lack of a better term, of, of, of Americans in general. People in general, but, you know, the, Americans in general. Elections are over. Everything is over. There's a pot at the end of the rainbow, I guess, called a vaccine which is supposed to make a difference. I hope everybody does get vaccinated and isn't totally suspect, unless, of course, you couldn't for some reason. Um, and I'm not sure that's the cure-all because it's never fixed influenza A, H1N1, influenza B, and others, as we know. But that being said, I started thinking about businesses. And one of the things that I kind of laughed about, I, I took a quick trip to Las Vegas to see some friends that I haven't seen in a year. And I'm walking around Las Vegas, and I see $8 trillion, And I kid you not, I think it could have been a trillion size. Ads, mask, please, six feet apart. And I wondered, somebody had to manufacture those, Chris. Whoever did this, uh, that manufactured little signs that talk about the COVID and stay safe, They would you say they had to have their best year ever? They crushed it. Chris, if you made masks, did you have your best year ever? Absolutely. Chris, if you made a ventilator, did you have your best year ever? Absolutely. My point, if you're a home contractor, may have you had your best year ever. And I'm telling you, yes, because everybody I know is doing a quick fix to their house after looking at something for 24-7. It happened to me. This kitchen's got to go. So that being said, it's not gloom and doom. And talking about business today is I want to I wanna focus for just a few minutes, you and I, on the world of small, small businesses. We won't call them small to medium. We'll just call them small businesses. And anybody can make create that number they want. And what I started thinking is, there's two things we've learned in 2020, if nothing else. Well, three. First one you've heard 47 times from me. We don't have a crystal ball. But the other thing is, is I don't think we want to forget that two things are, are extremely important. Our ability to earn income, whether it's taken away because we got laid off as, as a, we'll say, as a hospitality worker, somebody in the hospitality industry. Two things. One, money can be important and protection of that money can be important. And number two is you can get sick at any time. Would you say those two are fair? That money, we all know now that you can lose your job and lose income and get sick. And there's no argument after 2020 that that can happen to anybody at any given moment at any time. 
people are aware of those two things more than any time in my lifetime, Mike. And Chris, that's where I think that we'll talk about this for a few minutes. And I want to start with with, with how important people are, just people in general. Um, my wife's uncle has restaurants that had, but actually had past tense now. And one of them in, in, in particular was 25 years old. And it was truly, Chris, like part of the family for my wife's uncle, daughter worked there, the whole nine yards. So you get the thing. And he said, would you have to, and he had three restaurants with an entire staff of 350. And I went up to visit him a week or so ago. And he said, when you truly have to not lay off, but because I'm not reopening these restaurants, but fire 350 people, that's like letting family go. And start talking about how important certain people were during this 25 years, general managers, assistant managers, CFOs, the whole nine yards when you're running a fairly large operation, three different restaurants. And I asked him, I said, you know, if everything was going well, would you ever have considered insuring one of those or five of those, because they had no ownership, five of those, six of those key people. So in case they got hurt or sick, like something happened with, God forbid, they got the COVID, they got a lung problem and they, they it became serious and they didn't come back to work. And he's like, well, without my general manager, I was hosed. It would have cost me, I don't know, millions of dollars probably without my CFO. And I said, so would you have ever thought about insuring them in the event they got hurt or sick as a key person? And the only thing he asked me is like what everybody asked Chris. What do you think he asked? How much does it cost? How much does it cost? And where do you get something like that? Is what is, was the other question. And I, and I told him, I said, well, the cost is, is, is not what you would think it is because you're thinking big numbers and it's not. But you can insure your GM, you know, if he makes two fifty up to five hundred thousand dollars or more. I mean, just I'm shooting you a number. Cost you, I don't know, three, four grand a year depending on his age. And the answer for him back was that was it. My point is we now know how valuable people are in our business. And a often missed opportunity is insuring that key person. Because if you start to put a pencil to it and think about what would happen if my twenty five year guy was gone no longer selling, or my 20-year guy or gal is no longer selling the product. that I, They're the best of the best. That product's available, and it works really well because now we understand what the importance of every single employee. Maybe we found out some weren't so important. I mean, we all, we all found out, Chris, that A-plus office space might not be as important as we once thought. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. You know, Mike, and, and your point about key person is I was talking to somebody the other day and he told me that they have sold more key person as a result of this COVID situation than he had in his entire career. You know, so to your point, people are important and business owners are, have always known it, but now it's kind of, they've doubled down on the importance of their employees. I had one yesterday, Chris. I met with a guy and a big part of his business, believe it or not, is contractors specifically cement people, right? Whether it's forms, driveways, major roads in a city or a township, but they're concrete folks. And I said, so you know the, the people well. This was an insurance guy and we were having this conversation. It was the same thing, Chris. I said, okay, so this is XYZ Concrete Company. Who, who does the bidding? Well, there's three people. There's the owner and there's two other guys that are extremely important that have been doing it forever and they make really, really, really good money because they not only get a salary, but they obviously make Chris a, a piece of the pie, right? So if they get 75 blocks in a the city, they just made a heck of a lot of money. And said, so the business would just survive without them, right? 
easily. If one of them got the COVID and never came back to work, I'm just going to use that as a dumb example again. The business would be fine. No, nah, they'd probably lose about, the actual answer was they'd probably lose about a third of their revenue. What I told the guy was this. You know, I could insure that dude if he was insurable and not, you know, 106 years old. <laughs> I was kidding. And he goes, seriously? And I go, yes. I didn't even get back to my house and we're running a quote for this particular guy already started. The guy's never sold the guy in his life. As a matter of fact, he's a casualty guy, commercial property casualty kind of guy. So it's out there. And then you start thinking, Chris, so we have key person is just one conversation. And at some point during the course of 21, we'll go into depth on the nitty gritty and the details of these products. Maybe we'll do it over the next three weeks. I started thinking about, I looked at this guy and I said, you know, you run your own business, a concrete guy. He, they stay busy because, you know, it's outdoors, it's the whole bit. And I say, you ever ask a guy what the value of his business is? And if you could plus one for him and not be just his friend and his insurance guy, but plus one and say, you know what, I could get you a non-certified valuation, but it's pretty gosh darn good valuation at no cost to you. Would you be interested in doing that? And he goes, how could you do that? And I said, I know a carrier that'll do it for you. And I, he goes, you know what? If I got something like that, I would probably have three or four more products that I could talk about. And then we went right into buy, sell, Chris, right after that. He goes, I have so many key person policies because that's what somebody else has talked about. So I sold them even though I don't know a lot about life insurance. Key person on the death of the guy we just talked about, but I didn't know you could get it if he was disabled. And the same is true. If you have a mechanism to tell somebody what their business is worth, two partners, for example, and you say, okay, how do you fund this in the event somebody gets hurt or sick? You don't even have to talk about dying yet. Because I always say, Chris, you've heard me say this a million times. Well, let's do things in the order in which they're going to happen on this by selling you. And where do you think I'm going with this, Chris? Let's do things in the order in which they'll happen. You're laughing. You never, <laughs> you got to do it in the proper order, right, Mike? Correct. And the proper order is, when was the last time somebody died and then got sick? So let's look at this buy-sell the way it probably would happen. A one-year, first you get hurt or sick and you can't go to work, and hopefully you live a long time. But secondly, then, you could pass at some point. You want to make sure that everything is in play before there's an issue. I, that's what I always tell you. You know what? Make sure that everything is done so there's no question, no arbitration at some point in the future. Because if I get disabled, Chris, with you, because we have partnerships and a couple of things, and I get disabled, and suddenly the business is worth more to me than you think it is, correct? Correct. So there's just this easy buy-sell, which is the one of the most undersold insurances. It's contractually kind of simple. I'm not saying it's guarantee issue, but when you have a one-year wait, Chris, underwriting can, and oftentimes is. You can look at a recent knee surgery sometimes, and you can look the other way a little bit. So I've always been a fan of it, but it's so often overlooked. And this buy-sell review forces, as I say, forces somebody to take action. If they value my business five different ways, which is what they can do with two years of profit and loss, Chris, that, that document is a call to action, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would agree with you, Mike. And I want to put a couple more points uh, on the, the, you know, the buy-sell is that certainly, you know, that review is it, just so critical for the business owner, even if nothing, no insurance products are sold. But I want to dovetail on something you said about the buy-sell. The question I like to ask the business owner is, do you have the old type of buy-sell agreement or the new type of buy-sell agreement? Well, 100% of the time, they always say, well, what's the difference? Well, the old type only provides funding in the event that you and your partner die. The new type provides funding in the event that you die or become hurt or sick and can't come back to work. You know they want the new type, but now you've started the conversation. So 
There's many different ways to skin this cat, as they say, to initiate the conversation. And that's something that I want to emphasize to our listeners. Mike, you said something earlier regarding the importance of paycheck and the fact that people now know something can happen to them. But here's the thing we all have to remember. It's still incumbent upon agents and advisors to initiate the conversation to do what I'm going to use a cogism now to get that bobblehead moving. That bobblehead won't start moving on its own. It's going to take the agent and advisor initiating the conversation. Wouldn't you agree? Chris, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, that's where we need to go. And, and, and I think whoever's listening needs to focus because if you're out there and you're a financial planner or a retail life producer or life and DI producer, go talk to a casualty guy or gal. And you know what, especially if they're doing commercial and I might want to give a plug for our book, the broker broker, because I got to tell you business interruption, which I talked to a guy yesterday and everybody thinks they know what it is, but basically, you know what, if everything's going to get back to whole because your business had a small fire on the inside and it shut down for three months, I'm like, have you ever heard of business overhead expense? And we spent three minutes talking about business overhead expense. We didn't even go into the tax deductibility. What I said is if a guy goes out and breaks his leg skiing um, here in Colorado and he's not going to work for four or five months and he's a guy that goes in the office every day and he's got a great staff, regardless of what he or she does, he has a great staff. I said, do you know? that in the event that person can't go to work, that after 30 days, so on day 60, somebody else could go ahead and pick up the rent. Because if he's the dial for dollars person, I'm just making it the he, the dials for dollar person in that in that office because he started the company and he's got four or five others that do it too. There's a way to ensure all that. If you just go break your leg, Chris, you're going to go back to work, but you might not go for four to six months. And it's overhead expense. And it works beautifully with what casualty people do, business interruption. It's it, it's it's an it's a a, a lead in a slide in once business interruption is done because everybody understands that it's like oh I'm going to take this and make it as I've used the word twice today a plus one I'm not going to do that think about the event that you got COVID and you had a lung problem you and you were out because you just had difficulty breathing and now we're hearing about people that have numbness and all these weird things and we don't know what it is some of it may or may not be psychosomatic it's not for me to judge but if you can't go to work Chris and somebody else is going to pay the bills for your organization while you're recovering. Does that one, take the stress off of you a little bit? And two, make sure that everybody at work gets to go to work every day and you don't have to call them and give your great apologies like Kate's uncle had to do and tell 350 people that you're not coming back and have to let you go? Yeah, Mike, you're so spot on. And, and I think I've always said that I think BOE is the easiest sell out there. You know, number one, it protects a business owner's business, which he or she wakes up every morning thinking about. You know, number two, it, it's less costly than DI. And then number three, it's tax deductible to all business entities. So it's just an awesome opportunity, just like key person is, just like buy sell is. And Mike, what I'd like to do is on the next three episodes, let's take each one of these products individually and let's go a little bit deeper and tell our listeners, you know, maybe how it works, but more importantly, where we've seen it work in the sales scenario, because we can talk theory all day long. Let's talk about the real world and how it gets sold. Chris, I think that's a fantastic idea because you just got me giggling here a little bit to myself because you know I was in the corporate world for about a 100 years, it felt like. And I'm on my own now and hang out with you quite a bit. So what we're going to do, what we did today, Chris, was the 30,000-foot overview, corporatism. 
But what we're going to do is we're going to drill down corporatism a little deeper into each product and see where we go. So for anybody that's in the corporate world that listens, don't forget, 30,000 and drill down. Mike, great chatting with you today. I look forward to our next episode.